Welcome to Alphabet Fight, your encyclopedic journey through the Marvel Universe with all the characters you know and love and have forgotten along the way. I'm your temporary host, Jordan, and with me is someone who might be left-handed, Tim. Definitely not left-handed, but I am quite handy. Oh, so you're not sinister? Oh, no. No, sir. <laughs> I am very much Dexter. <laughs> so, as I kind of hinted at today, we're going to be talking about Mr. Sinister. Ooh. Big boy. Do you know who Mr. Sinister is? I'm vaguely aware of him as an enemy for, I think, the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I know, I think his goal is, I can't, ex- I don't exactly know a lot about him. He's not been in any of the, the movies or, like, the cartoons that I can, at least that I can remember. I'm sure he was in the 90s X-Men cartoon, but. He was in the 90s. I think he actually, in the recent Wolverine and the. And the mutants, or and the X Men, like that. That was in what the twenty two thousands, I think that they did that one. He he made an appearance in there, but I don't think it was too much. I also know him from the the Deadpool video game. Yeah, <laughs> in which he is not taken seriously at all. It's great. Oh, I love it! I love it when he when he's not taken seriously. I love it when he is takes doesn't take himself seriously. I mean, he, 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 when he goes back and forth between uh, the edgy, like being a, an absolute t- over-the-top edgelord, but not taking it seriously at times, is the best. Like, where he knows that he's, he's what he looks like and, and makes fun of it at times, but still does it every once in a while. It's like chef's kiss, right? Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And I'll, I'll give an example of that in a second, but first let's give a quick little look at what he looks like at least at this time because he's only been in like one though major uh x-men plot at the moment he's only been in like one so he wasn't full so all they have is uh just like one full full uh storyline which we'll get into in the uh thing (laughs) all right let me describe him he he is wearing all black with with some red on him and his cape is, I think it's a cape, it's fashioned to look like black raven wings behind him, with the, with streamers looking like feathers. And he's pale white, with, I think that's a red gem in his forehead. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I just, he, like I said, he's one of those designs that is especially just... Oh, it's very good. Is that a Kirby joint right there? Uh, Mark uh, Silvestri, I think, uh-huh. was one was the first was one of the, was the, one of the first ones who draw. And I think this is very much based off his design. Unfortunately, I can't be one hundred percent sure, but it's still one design that they've t- that they've kept pretty consistent, or like based on like change only done like little bits of things to change to but kept the theme of. And it's very striking and very noticeable. Yeah, really. it's, a, it's a very, very, very good villain design. He looks very threatening. And he's like, he's like 
buff, but not like extremely ripped like some of the villains are. Mm-hmm. He looks like he works out a good amount, but he also looks like a dude who could really mess you up. And I know you you said he he hasn't appeared in any of the movies, but I do know that they they referenced him a lot because uh, but only because if you knew stuff about the comics, which makes it it makes it like Easter eggs, basically. Uh, blink and you'll miss. Um, yeah, because uh, his his name like. It, like in the statistic right here, it says his real name is unrevealed, but later we find out his name is Nathan All, uh, Nathaniel Essex, and there's a lot of uh, in quite a few of the X Men movies there, and I think in uh, one of the Wolverines even uh, there's reference to an Essex company that does like genetic testing or uh, uh, research. And that's supposed to be a nod to that it might actually be, you know, Sinister actually doing all that stuff. Mm. And I think in one movie he was supposed, they were planning on making him the villain, but things happened and they had to change around the uh, the plot. So it, it got, it got jumped, or it got dropped. Was, was he supposed to be in X-Men Apocalypse instead of Apocalypse? I don't think he was supposed to be instead of Apocalypse, but I think he was supposed to have an, a a bit part. I've not seen that movie. It's actually very, very bad, so I would not recommend anyone view it. Oh, uh, the Essex Corporation made another appearance in the New Mutants movie. Ah. So, with with a diamond logo that resembles the diamond design of Mr. Sinister's forehead. So, yeah, they're, they're still trying to hint at him. Yeah. We'll see if Disney does anything with that. My guess is they won't, but we'll, you never know. <laughs> Uh, so let me give you with his stats and statistics here. And as I said, this is updated in the nine, so not he's not as fully realized as he's been since then. But he still has a lot. Uh, his real name's unrevealed, which, like I said, we find out later is Nathaniel Essex. His occupation is mastermind, which I love when when the book just <laughs> gives them an occupation like that. Oh, I was like, man, what's what what salary does he pull in as mastermind? The mind truly boggles, ironically. <laughs> uh, identity. The general populace of Earth is unaware of Mr. Sinister's existence. Legal status, unrevealed. Other aliases, none known. Place of birth, unrevealed. Marital status, unrevealed. Known relatives, none. And at this time, his only group affiliation was employee of the Marauders. Uh, base of operations, unrevealed, but formally including an orphanage in Nebraska. Because at this point, they, they at least put in the ties of how much he kind of messed around with uh, Cyclops's life. But his first appearance was in Uncanny X-Men number 221 Death by Drowning and let me get you the comic cover because I kind of like this one um, I'm not sure if it's iconic because it's hard to say because a lot of, I've seen a lot of Havoc covers in this uh, with him like looking like this but it's still pretty awesome looking to me because it's it's one of those ones where Havoc is basically just losing control of his powers. That is Cyclops's brother. Yes, Alex is uh, Havoc is uh, Cyclops' brother, and this was during when uh, he was helping out the X Men in X Factor, 
and basically Wolverine is being blasted away by by him because he He's, lost control of his powers. Wolverine is getting completely owned by this dude that fires beams out of his chest. Does his energy co- also come from the punch dimension like Cyclops's? <laughs> I wish. No. Let me get into the history. Uh, and I'm not going to go into... Uh, I'll like I'd like to expound a little bit on some of his stuff, but I'm not going to do too much of it because, like I said, since then they really have expounded on it and done like a lot of backstories and int- some of them interesting, some of them okay, blah blah blah. Uh, there was a time when he even was uh, Miss Sinister for a while. Like I mean, there's been some really fun and interesting <laughs> storylines with him. Oh my god, could you can you uh, can you say that one again for the listeners? Yes, there was a time when he was Miss Sinister. Here, wait. Let me let me get it. I think I have an image of it because it's everything you expect it to be, especially with considering how uh, over the top you, uh, he is in in his costume. Oh, I'm imagining I'm imagining a female villain costume, but more so. I had to, I had to, uh, I was trying to link it to you, but it did not seem to want to work. Does Discord popping up the? The, huh. The 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 thing is like this has X Y and Z thing. We're not going to let you post it. Yeah, actually, I think it's it's <laughs> it says the image is explicit. <laughs> oh my lord, that's funny as hell. Here, wait, let, let me see that. this. That's hilarious. That's yeah. honestly that is the most hilarious thing that. Because yeah. I'll I'll say it right now. This is more like a Hellfire Club kind of looked for her. So it's, a, it's, it's nothing a, out of the ordinary for for comics, but yeah, I can understand why. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a skimpy outfit right there. It, yeah, it, it's it's a it's very much something that Emma Frost would wear. Exactly. Yeah, which is again why I would totally understand why 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 the chat would think it was explicit. Yeah. <laughs> none of that. Uh, sad. None of that's going in. Uh. So, anyways, the his history. <laughs> <laughs> the past of the enigmatic mastermind calling himself Mr. Sinister is filled with unresolved mysteries. Nothing has been disclosed about his origin, and even his real name remains unknown. The earliest known activity by Mr. Sinister took place at the time that the major that Major Christopher Summers' private plane came under attack by a party of the alien Shi'ar. And uh, f- folks who know X-Men and like Cyclops, his father... Uh, became Corsar and basically ran off in space to become a pirate and That's left his sick. kids back on Earth. So, great I can't dad. believe Cyclops' dad is a space <laughs> pirate. Yeah. Uh, Summer's young son, Scott, left from the burning plane holding on to his younger brother, Alex, but the single parachute they had failed to open. Acting instinctively, ah, instinctively, Scott. Scott unleashed his optic blast for the very first time towards the ground in order to slow their fall. Scott, uh, Scott was only partially successful. He now survived the fall, but Scott suffered brain damage that would prevent him from controlling his optic beams in later years. Uh, when Scott unleashed his first optic blast, a burst of superhuman mutant energy registered on Mr. Sinister's mutant detection scanners. Thus, Sinister was able to locate Scott and soon determined that Alex was a latent mutant as well. Scott and Alex's parents were believed dead. In fact, they had been taken prisoner back to the Shire Galaxy, 
but Sinister encountered Scott in a hospital the night after his fall from the plane. Sinister had Scott and Alex transferred to an orphanage he controlled in Nebraska. Sinister maintained a secret basement complex beneath the orphanage in which he held various superhuman mutant children. I will point out that this has been a running theme of him. He is very, very ter uh, terrible, like, terrible person in the, that kind of things. Like, um, a basically like a Goebbels, like, uh, mutant uh, experimenter kind of things like just terrifying in that he is he the the storyline oh this is this orphanage that gathered mutant children that was actually run by mr sinister happens more times than than you would think since since they've introduced him as a character uh i would expect it to happen once but the fact that it happened more than that is <laughs> wow that's something yeah. else yeah but yeah. like for but what what is his purpose in doing the experimentation um, I, f I forget if it says it in here at this point, but he is trying to basically further, uh, evolve the human race into a, into like a better person, like to like push them through the next evolutionary step. Ah, he's and so Genesis. he's, he's constant. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he's a very, uh, survive, not so much survival as a fittest as, uh, find the mo you know, find the most interesting and the best and the, mo and the, th whatever, the human body is capable of doing kind of thing. So he's like, I bet I'm guessing he like started with like athletes and that kind of thing is like, no, that's not the future. It, Mutants are the future. In a way. Yeah. Um, in this, they, like I said, they, they expanded his backstory in one of the better, better ones in the further adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix, uh, storyline, uh, Gene and Scott actually go back in time to see the origin of uh of Mr. Sinister. And we find out that it was uh Apocalypse that kind of like helped him create the person that he was that allowed him to live for centuries and and continue on his work. And he he was like inspired by Darwin and he you know posited that mutants would appear and and like started like following that that kind of thread of like eugenesis and stuff like that. So, I mean, he was kind of a jerk already, but uh, Apocalypse kind of made it worse by basically giving him moral amb uh, like moral ambiguity completely. Like whatever shred of like humanity he might have had, he got he he had he had Apocalypse get rid of for. Him. So he's a moral relativist. Yes. Um. Anyways, back to back to what he, they actually say about him at this time. <laughs> uh, Sinister spent a year experimenting with Scott, but finally recognized the boy's inability to control his optic beams. Then Sinister placed mental blocks on Scott's power, include, intending that he would not use it until he was better able to control it, and had come to submit, uh, and had come to submit to his Sinister's authority. In fact, Scott never achieved full control over his power. Sinister also buried Scott's memories of the previous year so that Scott came to believe that he had lay unconscious in a coma for a full year after his fall from the plane. Sinister arranged for Alex to be adopted, but kept track of him over the years. Sinister intended to control Scott himself, but Scott's mutant power began to reemerge as he grew older. Since Scott proved unable to control his powers, Sinister was forced to arrange for Scott to wear glasses with ruby quartz lenses that would hold back the beams. Sinister came to regard Scott as his first failure, 
although it would appear that Sinister did not yet know at this time of his own vulnerability to Scott's optic blasts. And that's still one of the most more interesting things is that that for some reason Scott and Alex's like the Summers their their abilities have like a very detrimental effect on on him himself. How extremely convenient. Yeah. Well, at at the time he was made, he was supposed to be like a major foil kind of thing for Cyclops family. So that makes sense that that point has has been kind of like ingrained into it. Yeah. One day, during a trip away from the orphanage, Scott publicly used his mutant power and was pursued by a mob of angry onlookers. Scott fled and eventually was found by Professor Charles Xavier, who made him his student and the first of his team of mutant adventurers known as the X-Men. As an X-Men, Scott became known as Cyclops. Thus, Sinister's plan to use Scott Summer as his pawn were thwarted. Eventually, Sinister formulated an alternate plan... At some point, Sinister procured cells from the body of Scott's fellow X-Men and girlfriend, Jean Grey, alias Marvel Girl. See Marvel Girl. Sinister used this mar- material to create a clone of Jean Grey, which he caused to mutate into adulthood at unusual speed. Oh no. The cause- clone shit. Yeah, this is... Uh, clones, <laughs> no, why? Yeah, this is also a well, uh, kind of a well-known plotline, and this, is j- this plotline just dropped... So it had to be upgraded. Like there's an appendix at this point in the uh, Marvel, like the uh, update eight nine. There's an appendix article about Madeline Pryor, who is the clone of Jean Grey. Like at s- some point, he basically cloned because, like I said, like he has been always interested in in S- Scott Summers and Jean Grey and their genetics. So he always thought like if they had a kid, it would be perfect. So. He's always been kind of always trying to find ways of do, doing that, or like pushing that agenda along, so which is he, weird. But I'm guess. Oh no! I just had the most horrible thought. Yes. He's gonna try to get us. He's gonna try to get a sample from Scott. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, at least he if he has done that before, but uh, but very directly of at genetic cells. So uh, not good. not not the not the uh, more fun way that some people yeah. would expect. Well, fun. I'm not sure fun <laughs> would come into this particular scene, but usually I would assume it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Maybe if it was Miss Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cosmic entity called the Phoenix Force placed the real Gene in a suspended animation and took part of Jean's consciousness to assume a mortal form that was a duplicate of her. Sinister, like Summers himself, believed that the Jean lookalike who called herself Phoenix was in fact a real Jean Grey. After the Phoenix Force killed its mortal form on the moon, the portion of Jean's consciousness that it had taken entered the body of Jean's clone, endowing it with Jean's memories and causing the clone to awaken to consciousness for the first time. Sinister named the clone Madeline Pryor, since she had figuratively had a prior existence as Jean Grey, and gave the clone a false set of memories of life as a pilot. Sinister arranged for Pryor to be hired as a pilot by Scott Summers' grandparents in Alaska, and programmed her to fall in love with Scott when she eventually met him. Which, God, ugh. Wow, that's icky. And, yes, Sinister planned that Scott would marry Pryor. By this means, Sinister intended that Summers would father Pryor's child. Sinister would then abduct the child to be used as his slave. <sighs> I'm getting the feeling the that re- Mr. Sinister isn't a very nice guy. No, no. I mean, 
as I said, like when he's when he basically uh plays up the edgelordness and and wink with a wink and a nod at times, he's better, but he's still a terrible 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 person. Like he is but I mean, he's kind of like one of my favorite top villains, but not because that he has any redeeming qualities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then the real Jean Grey emerged from suspended animation, and Summers went to join her in the new organization of X Factor. Which, by the way, he meant he basically just left his wife and child, because he did have a kid with Madeline Pryor. Yikes. So, yeah. I can't believe Scott uh, Summers is a deadbeat dad. <laughs> it's not so much you know actually if you th- in in some ways he actually tries to make up for it too cuz uh in the weird convoluted timeline that is the summer's family the child does come back as cable what and <laughs> yeah yeah so so like if you so there's the the life of the summer's family is just such a convoluted mess that uh, one of my favorite comic panels is, uh, and this is even f- funny, like a DH clone of Magneto, by the way, named Joseph, which there's a lot to unpack there, but let's, let's not worry about that for the moment, was asking about the Summer's family timeline and basically was had met Cable for the first time. And he's like, so this is his son by a clone of Jean Grey that was sent into the future and has come back to ask for our help. And Storm's like, yes, you got it. He's like, good. So that's all the Summers family. He's like, yeah, unless you count an alternate timeline. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, like Rachel Summers is from an alternate timeline. He's like, alternate timeline? And the look of defeat on his face, he's like, oh my god, this oh is even Lord. worse than he thought. Oh my god. That's beautiful. It's- I, comics are so good. <laughs> I love uh, that. I love that goofy bullshit. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, uh... It's 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 crazy and fun at times and maddening at others, but God, it's is it so awesome? <laughs> I tell you, when it's maddening, it's maddening. Yeah. Uh, sin- Sinister reasoned that if Gray ever met Pryor, the fact that Pryor was Jean's clone might be exposed, and Sinister's own role in her creation along with it. Hence, Sinister decided to cover his trail. He arranged for the prior, or he arranged for Pryor to fly to California, and he set about eliminating all records of her existence to, in Alaska and elsewhere. It is not known at what point Mister Sinister organized the Marauders, a team of mutants who act as assassins. Sinister ordered the Marauders to carry out the so-called mutant massacre, in which they slaughtered the majority of the Morlocks, a mutant community living underground in the New York City area. Sinister's motives for causing the massacre remain a mystery. Um. I think later on that, again, like I said, terrible, terrible person, this was a calling of his experiments or things that were tied to his experiments that he deemed were failures. I can't remember the exact plot line, but it was something more of like they they were his they were tied to failures or information about him and he was just cleaning house. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, like I said, terrible, terrible person. I uh, he assigned the Marauders to assassinate Pryor in California, but she was rescued by the current team of X-Men, who are yet unaware of Jean Grey's reappearance. However, Sinister did succeed in taking Pryor's son, Christopher Summers, captive. Because at this point he was called Christopher, he actually was given the name Nathaniel Christopher Charles Summers, eventually, like his full name. It's long. That's too many names. Yeah. But Pryor's own latent mutant powers were now beginning to emerge, and eventually the demon, Nastareth, 
I think I said that right. It's N apostrophe A S T I R H. Or wait, I said it with an th when it should be uh, or whatever. Nastara released both her powers and the dark side of her personality. And again, this come this is like I said at this point this this storyline was just happening the uh, Inferno, I, th but basically where she like became the Goblin Queen, and it's it's crazy and. Well, rightly so, she, when she basically got these powers, she got mad at at, uh, at Scott and basically wanted to get revenge. Which, again, he did just kind of just leave her there after Jean Grey came back. A real dick move. Yeah. Uh, Cyclops and Marvel Girl went to the orphanage where Scott had lived as a boy. There they discovered Sinister's underground complex and the many mutant children f held there in suspended animation. Including Christopher Summers and Jean's nephew and niece, Joey and Galen. It was during this visit that Scott's buried memories of his involvement with Sinister there began to reemerge. Sinister attempted to assert his mastery over Pryor, but she now proved to be too powerful for him to control, but ultimately Pryor, Pryor perished in combat with the real Jean Grey. But Sinister was still not finished with his schemes. He led the Marauders in a battle against both the X-Men and X-Factor, in which Professor Xavier's... Professor Xavier's mansion, the former headquarters for the X-Men, was demolished. Sinister emerged victorious and captured Marvel Girl. The X-Men and X-Factor continued to battle Sinister, who placed a mental block on Cyclops to prevent him using his optic beams against him. Sinister taunted Cyclops by revealing to him the true story of what had happened to him as a boy at the orphanage. Alex Summers now also... Alex Summers, now also known as X the X-Men ha Havoc, tried to provoke Scott's anger to induce him to overcome the mental block. But finally, Scott grew enraged at seeing Mr. Sinister holding the unconscious Marvel Girl in his arms. Furious, Cyclops overcame the mental block and obliterated Sinister's body with one tr tremendously powerful optic blast. Sick. It would certainly appear that this was the end of Mr. Sinister, but it must be noted that some of his employees, the Marauders, have, repeat have re reappeared after seemingly being slain. It remains to be seen whether the X-Men and X-Fighter have truly seen the last of Mr. Sinister. And again, this was proven to be true that, uh, as, and I think this is because they, they even had this planned even at the beginning that he had clones and had an ability to basically transfer his mind to clones. And as I said, like this, this is basically, he basically had like a personality setup kind of thing and, a, and many variations of bodies set up, set up at, at times as well. But they weren't always the same, just that they were good houses for his personality. I was like, I see. It's like a Palpatine thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, in fact, in one of the more recent things, they, they find, uh, I think it's in a, a Powers of X comic, they find out that there's an island of Sinisters <laughs> that are just like, you know, at various stages, they all have basically general, you know, this the same general... Uh, memories and and goals, so they basically kind of like work 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 together in as best as a consensus as they can, and um, because of what they're doing in co in the X Men comics right now, they have basically Krakoa set up that they have uh every one like every mutant's uh, genetic profile on hand, so that if they get killed, they basically can just regrow their body and put put and like engrams and stuff like that. So basically they can re uh resurrect any any mutant ever so that they're basically immortal. But that not also, that you know like not that they can't be killed but they can be brought back if they are. It brings it does call it to mind but 
is that it's technically that person is dead and this is a new entirely new person with those same memories yeah it's the teleporter problem yeah and at times they kind of like they specifically say it's close enough uh, or, or other times they say, well, there's other, like, th- shenanigans, like, we brought their soul along with them or something like that, but in general, they kind of just play it off that this is close enough that it is, makes us effectively mortal, even if you don't believe, you know, even if you undertake the, uh, very technical e- end of the teleporter problem there's, of some, you know, someone... Re- they just assume that there's a continuity of consciousness here. Yes. And... Uh, as I said, like they, they uh, to do that, they needed a, a repository of some of like of so, or basically someone who had a repository as well, some you know to complete their thing as well as the means and and way to store that, which meant that uh, Professor Xavier and Magneto had to go to Sinister, and that's why they went to that that island full of Sinisters. By the way, that's that island was called Bar Sinister. <laughs> God, I love it. Uh, so uh, like, originally, when uh, beautiful, yeah, yeah. Like I said, when when he when he fully you know commits to it to it and with a with a, a sidelong gl- glance, it's it's wonderful. And it also brought us these these wonderful comic panels, by the way, which we need to describe because this is when they talk to the the first uh, sinister. He was opposed to it. But one of the other sinisters decided, like, no, this is a good idea. So he killed the one who was was saying no to the deal and just said, like, I'm leader now. Well, I'll do it. Uh, to describe this panel, there is a Mr. Sinister behind another one who has blown the head off the other one with, a like, a forty five pistol. And the, the bodies just fall over. The head is reduced to, like, pulp. Then he's yeah. like... Let, let me let me read this comic panel because it's beautiful. Hold on. Yes. Psst, it's me, the sinister with the mutant gene. And if you must know, my mutant power is overthrowing tyrants and being absolutely fabulous. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that is very excellent. Yeah, when they when they write them like this, it's it is amazing. I love a villain that has, like, a sense of humor. Yeah. That must be why they put him in the Deadpool game. <laughs> yeah, because he, he does the straight man thing, but he still... But he knows that as a straight man, he can bring the humor, too. So yeah. it's fun when he when he knows that he can do that. Uh. It's also funny, because he knows he's... He probably knows he's got uh, Magneto and Professor X by the balls here. Yeah. So he's just playing with them at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Because like, 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 like we said, like uh, the first one, he didn't have to do it. He was, he said no. But the other one's like, you know what? I, I kind of do want to do this, so I'm just going to take over and, and yeah. just couple <laughs> him. Uh that's so good. You know, comics um, are good, actually. Yeah. So. I would like to. I do want to uh, point out that one of the interesting things about his creation is that there was a different. They were going to do a different thing about how he actually came to be than the clo- you know the, the eugenicist cloning master or whatever. And I don't like 
that what it was, but and I'm glad that they went to another thing, but I think it would be remiss not to mention it because it does lead to explaining like why his first appearance is so edgelordy because it's which is a wonderful way of explaining it, but uh, and but I'm glad they didn't keep to it. Um, but in an interview, like the talking to Chris Claremont, who was one of the people who helped create it, like him and Dave Cochran came up with the idea that he was supposed to be someone who had been manipulating things in the background for like centuries, but he was actually an 11 year old child that just grew old, that mentally was growing, but his body was not growing with him. So he was like, actually in his words was actually about 50, but he was on an 11 year old body. And it was like how he was like really piss about it and it made him grumpy because he was a fully matured man with a uh under matured body he was a little baby and yeah so like how could people take him uh seriously in the criminals you know community or anything like that and as he as claremont said so he built himself an agent in a sense which was mr sinister that was in effect the rationale behind sinister's rather for want of a better word childish or kid-like appearance the costume, the look, the face is is what would scare a child. Even when he was designed, he wasn't ex- exact uh, wasn't what you expect in a guy like that. So basically, he the design was specifically what eleven year old kid would think was scary or awesome, and that is Mister Sinister, and that is why he looks like he, like he does. That's beautiful. God bless Chris yeah. Claremont. <laughs> All right, let's go over his, uh, at the known time, his personal stats. His height is 6 feet 3 inches. His weight, 255 pounds. His eyes, no visible irises. His hair is black. Strength level. Mr. Sinister possesses superhuman strength, the limit of which has not yet been revealed. Uh, Then, known superhuman powers. The exact nature and extent of Mr. Sinister's superhuman abilities are unclear. Besides superhuman strength, he appears to have tremendous resistance to physical injury. Although he can resist Havoc's plasma discharges, he is quite vulnerable to Cyclops' optic blast. Mr. Sinister can project powerful concussive force from his hands. He can also impose mental blocks on people that, that prevent them from striking against him. And that's pretty much it for uh, Mr. Sinister here. What do you think? Pretty good. But did they give him a power thing? I love that dumb stuff. Uh, so... It turns out, like, even in his background, he's technically a mutate. He has added... He's not so much as a mutant himself, is that after after Apocalypse, like, gave him the build, like, gave him his, his, his extremely long life and stuff like that, he just became so good at manipulating and rewriting genetic code and stuff like that, that he basically was just... He would just give himself X-gene powers from, from things he found. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually an interesting... Uh, uh, I can't remember which volume it was of, but a Gambit series, like not not the first one, but like maybe like the fourth one, when he was being sought by Lando Luckman and uh, I forget the LL and L, which is another random but really fun uh, callback that even Deadpool has worked for. Um, but they they were scouting him for some things. In that one, they actually got sent back in time, of and he, and he was sent back in time with uh, one of his friends that had the ability to complete to uh had like complete cellular manipulation control like he could he could basically change his appearance because he had full control of all his cells in his body 
Uh-huh. And that, and they had they had a plan where he would disguise himself, and uh, and they would were trying to find like basically run into Sinister and like get some information and stuff like that. And the plan, of course, failed horribly. And and it's been and it was like in that comic series that that's that's where they said that's how he got his uh body manipulation powers that that a lot of people see like where he's able to like. Uh, shape change or anything like that is because of basically he Gambit and and his friend which was called which had the name the courier or whatever uh accidentally kind of got caught by him and he kind of just grabbed it from them (laughs) yeah uh that's funny it's funny that he's called the courier could have sworn that guy was out in the mojave Oh wait, that was the New Vegas joke yes reference yes Yes, sorry (laughs) sorry this is the reference all right. Well, is there anything you'd like to plug for this episode? Uh, yes. Speaking of comics, a comic writer who's who does a podcast that I listen to as well. Uh, he does one about comics called War Rocket Ajax. They talk about all kinds of stuff: comics, snack food, all kind, movies, all kinds of stuff. You should check. You can check them out on basically any place where you find podcasts. I'd plug their Patreon, but I don't remember what they say it is. So, but Google exists and is your very good friend, except for when it's not. Okay, and I'll plug our uh, our social media and such. You can find us at Alphabet Flight, all one word, at Twitter or Instagram, which is also where you can find our Patreon, which, as I said, would help uh, continuing putting out more episodes. Uh, and uh, you also can find us on Facebook uh, as well. The group's called HodgePod Group because I'm I was terrible and had to make it a pun, so it makes it a little hard to find. But if you you know search Facebook for uh, Alphabet Flight, you you'll find it. And uh, usually I do my best to put up like little things to, to let you know when the episodes are out. But also you know sometimes uh, other little interesting things find their way there. Well, that's it for this episode, so may Khonshu protect you in all your night travels. Goodbye. Farewell. Farewell.